and we are live on Allsup and Allsups. Are we live or not? You sure we're live, yeah? We are live. So I'm seeing it's dead. I'm seeing it's on here. We're definitely on there and on there. Welcome to today's episode of Taking Care of Business is a Special Edition. It's a live edition where we're taking uh, questions on real estate, football, messy men's grooming. So weird, boy. I can see this on the screen here. It's like a really rubbish version of Big Brother. Just, just watching ourselves. What's the room called that you go in a Big Brother where you chat and you admit what you did wrong? It's the di- diary. Diary room. No one wants to go in the diary room. Nobody. So thank you very much for attending. This is live on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and Instagram and Facebook. So we're pretty much everywhere and we'll be taking live questions. We have a list of questions already. So um, we'll fire off some of them. Do you want to fire some of the questions off? Yep. So we've got a good few here. So the first one is from Jess, uh, Lauren, Bain. And her uh, question is, what is the best advice for first-time buyers in Dubai? First time buyers in Dubai, I think, so I was talking to somebody uh, last week and they were asking me as a first time buyer, where's best to buy, you know, where's going to have the biggest growth. And they went for all these, these, these basic stuff for how they're going to get the best out of wine. I think for a first time buyer, the first thing they need to do is just work out a way to get on the property ladder because there's no magic formula to it. What generally happens is time will increase the value of the asset at any level. So um, I think you've got to look at where you go to school, where you live, you know, what, what remits you are, and then just see how you can get on ladder. I mean, that could be post-payment plans with developers. Look, so I had a, we had a guest a couple of weeks ago, Dr. Professor Michael Waters, and he, in his book about Dubai real estate, he analyzed that on average it takes people roughly three and a half years if you're in a couple to buy your, to take your first real estate deposit. So if you're buying in Dubai, naturally you're going to need a deposit of at least 20% plus your fees of another five, four, five percent. So First and foremost is have a plan to save. So that might take you from the inception of moving to Dubai if you don't have savings up to three and a half years, maybe five or six years on a, on a salary of around 25 to 30,000 dirhams per month. What I would say is for the first time buyer, look at where's right for you. Don't look about, oh, how can I make money? You know, like Louis said, it's where, you know, do you, where do your kids go to or where do you work? And ultimately as well is picking the community that really kids well with you you know what, what's you know is a good is a good park so is it well kept and then make a yeah. decision from that so yeah basically having our advice is to get on the ladder uh, as quickly as you can and worry about it afterwards so i've got a live question here from steve alani thanks for the question steve uh chris galley says good morning from the uk i'm sure what time i've been in england now nine five past nine a bit of ronnie get your comfy down yeah okay and good afternoon for Pakistan from Irfan. So good afternoon to you, hey, Irfan. Uh, so Steve Laddie's question was, what is the interest rates in the UAE? It's almost 6% in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So fixed rates, as of a few weeks ago, you, you could be looking to shy of 5% for a five-year deal. And again, these things change, but we're expecting another interest rate hike this evening at 10 p.m. Um, just while we're talking about, it, I think this may be certainly towards the last one of the last ones, and I think what you might find is positive commentary attached to it. The reason they're doing four point nine nine at the moment, or close to that figure, is there the banks are hedging that the rates will come down at some point later this year. So, you know, I think if I'm if I'm talking to someone about buying a property, do you jump into a fixed mortgage? Not sure because they're probably going to come down anyway. 
I think with mortgages, and this is for for obviously those listening, is that obviously six percent is high compared to when they were pretty much giving money away a few years ago. And I think it was like zero point two five percent was the base rate plus the bank's profit on top. What I will say is I bought my first house at eighteen, so what was that twenty four years ago twenty three years ago? My interest rate was about seven and a quarter percent. <laughs> yeah, money's still quite cheap in comparison. Yeah, I think my message to everybody is that even if you're paying a high interest rate, as long as you can afford the repayments, you're still better off than renting, aren't you? Because the the, the analogy I can give anybody that's trying to get their head around property, if you have a, a mortgage repayment, 50%, approximately 50 to 60% will go to paying the interest and 50% will go back to paying back the loan. But if you think about the loan, the loan really, you're borrowing off, so you're paying it back. You, you're effectively paying back yourself rather than paying a landlord. So... Um, interest rates do not worry about them they're going to go up and down the most important thing is the affordability at the time can you afford to make the repayments yep agree next question so next question we've got is what have you done differently compared to other firms which is allowed you to succeed I would love to answer that one go ahead you can jump onto this honestly speaking so 15 nearly 15 years we've been open this September the biggest thing we've done is always focus on ourselves. Lewis will vouch me on this. I never, ever, ever look at, mention, or even suggest another real estate company. It's not because I'm not aware of our competition because there's really good firms out there, but always focus on yourself. Recognize your own weaknesses. And don't look outside the these fours. I think in this industry, in this world we're in right now, we're lawyers. People love watching what other people are doing. So the biggest thing is we're a process-driven business. You know, there's a lot of companies set up and they think sell, 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 do as much as you can. But yes, selling is a big part of real estate. But what we've done from the very start is put foundations in place. And as a business, we've been consistent. Yeah. We've, and we've been trustworthy. We've stood the test of time. So if anyone worked deals with us, they know that the dealing with companies reputable and they know what to do it. I think there's an analogy in there about the horses, where the horses are running, they put the blinkers on them. So they're not looking le- left or right and they run, run as fast as they can. I mean, it's very easy. I mean, one of the things that I've done over the last few years is uh, anyone that who has a negative influence on my social media, I delete them. And generally, that honestly, that involves around other companies and people in real estate because I'm a competitive person. If I see somebody's done a transaction, it gets to me. So for me, my best advice is give everybody yes, definitely, you know, cut out all the noise and just, I mean, no one's ever been a millionaire overnight. I think it's what a lot of people want in business. And we realize that. You know where we are today. It took us six years to start really making any money. The business didn't. It was it was, it was a slog at the start. And anyone else setting up a company, doesn't matter what industry you're in. The reality is, the first four, five, six years, you're probably not going to make any money yourself. And if you are making money, then you're probably not reinvesting in your business. And what we've done the first first part of our first half of our business is every single penny that we've we've generated from this business has gone back into whether it's increasing staffing, increasing office space, making sure we've got best tech. Um, and if you're not doing that, then that seems so right. No, you, you, you've got to. I mean, I remember when I quit my job, someone said, What's the difference between us somebody else? I, I quit probably the best paid job outside of running this company now at the time to take a risk and pay myself, I think it was 5000 the other month, which was enough to cover the, the rent. And that went on for a year. And I think them sacrifice you got to go through it. And I think opening of 2008 also. Is a help. Is a help. You know, starting in a recession, effectively, you know, the worst. It, it's also a hindrance as well because I can tell you at least thirty companies off the top of my head that were very established at the time that have been around and gone in our fifteen years. Are very big names. So it's not just a fact of timing. We've obviously done some 
right and we're still here. I think the interesting dynamic in the real estate market, and there's a lot of companies in the last three or four years that have opened up. And I'm going to be interested to see, because I've seen it, they'll fly by night and they'll come in and I wonder if they'll be open when the market turns. And what, look, the reality is we're in a cycle. Real estate always operates in cycles where it could be two years, three years, five years, seven years, ten years. We are in a cycle, upward cycle. There will be a downward cycle. It might not be a dramatic one, but like you say, these companies, can they deal with that? I'm not sure. Okay, so over to the next question. A couple of shout-outs here for you, Lee Good in the UK. Um, we have, um, who did I just see a minute ago? Uh, Chris Gailey. I'm going to answer Chris's message. Two messages on AI. So this message said, with AI on the uh, news over the last 40 hours here in the UK, what effects do you think, if any, AI would have on the property market's positive negative? So I'll start by answering this. So me and Kyle were talking off off camera. Chris Gailey is also within real estate. Um, so basically, let's just um, answer this question. And obviously, it's a real estate question specific, but we're going to go back a little bit further than that. So when AI was initially launched, my thing was, okay, it might stop journalists from working. Mm-hmm. And then it's gone into being able to build out videos from animation to talk over the top. But me and Kyle were talking off camera today to see how far AI can go. And there was a news release out yesterday in America where what they've done is uh, in the, in any, uh, you know, let's say the US and UK have the historical law. So they'll look at cases that have happened 10 years ago for what happened in that scenario. Anyway, AI now is able to get 10 years, 15 years of um, uh, laws and um, let's say whatever's happened in the courts and able to do historical scrape on them and create a case for the court to show that this historically has happened. That blows my mind. That's a great question, by the way. What I say about AI is I'm listening and watching a lot of moments. So it's very clear, unlike the metaverse, this is going to have a massive impact on everyone's lives. So I don't think that anyone really understands what impact it will have. And Lewis just mentioned about lawyers. So the biggest thing for me right now is anyone that's a knowledge worker that's having to do any form of analytical work or preparation of its reporters, there will be some impacted people, 100% sure. Relating to real estate, I'm yet to see truly the impact that will have. It could be anything down to imagery. It could be down to identifying you know, people that are most likely to buy. It could be also down to uh, identifying perfect investments. But I think it's certainly in the next six months, we'll start seeing a clearer picture of what AI is capable of and certainly next couple of years, what you can do. I think there's going to be a lot of people... I'm not going to say put out of work because people talked before about robots putting people out of work. They don't actually work in the factory and they said they're making cars. So I think that, the, I mean, I know it sounds mad, but at some point, planes are going to have to fly themselves. It's probably close to that anyway. And, you know, you already get recommendations for what music to listen to. I, just, I was listening to yesterday to have a pop, have a, uh, have a, uh, what's it called? Not a podcast, what would you call it when you, your favorite music? Playlist. Those playlists. It's called All Sup Sexy Housewives. Nice. <laughs> nice. And on there, like, I was like, these are not my songs. And they're all like a vocal deep house. Yeah. They're able to pull out your favorite tunes from knowing what you're listening to. And anything you pick, even Dilip Rue, they say you like cake out. Have you tried this? I think the more technology that comes in, there's going to be so many people that are going to have to adjust what they were doing before to what the world is today. Good question here. Seb, what percentage of Dubai agents do you retain after one year? I just had this pulled for me just before we jumped on here. 71% in 2022, um, which is obviously, for me, is a really good number. Uh, the reality is, is real estate for everyone 
he's he's not for everyone. It's a very very difficult job. Some people like the comfort of a salary, and that's absolutely fine. Some people don't like the relentlessness of the industry because there is so much competition now. If you sleep at the weekends in terms of not answering your phone or being quick to the matter, the reality is you can lose a deal. So this job truly is relentless. And again, it isn't for everyone. But that number, 71%, I'm happy with it. It shows that we're doing something right in terms of nurturing people, make sure we're giving them time and also getting their phones ringing. In a business, I mean, you have to you, you have to make sure you're supporting the staff. And how in real estate support businesses, you give them marketing. So let's say also and also over a boutique company. Why would someone survive or thrive in this business? Basically, we register 700 buyers, 700 buyers yeah. and 750 tenants a week, plus hundreds of properties that go live. The opportunity to speak to customers is there. Um, the, the problem that we find in recruitment and the, the 20% or so that don't make it, basically you interview these people and they'll say, I'm going to smash it. I'm coming here to change my life. And unfortunately, there's a variation in recruitment. It could be that you miss your family, you've got a drinking problem, you're not actually hard work. And there could be many factors that come into consideration that if you're not on the game here, there are a lot of people that are, that are willing to take your client out. Exactly. Best off plan area to invest in under 3 million. And why? Best off plan under 3 million. There's probably not a lot these days of prices rising, but where do you think? Um, I still think, even though the prices have jumped up massively, I still think Till Howard Gaff, honestly. Yeah. The townhouse is there. I think they launched at 1.3, some end 2.4, Still think it's a great buy. I think Till Howard Gaff for me as well, just because the water, the amenities, is owned by uh, Majid Alphatane, which affected other contracts to more of the Emirates, which means you could see things like cinemas and other restaurants in there. I've got an amazing question here from uh, Amir Raphael. Has your strawberry milkshakes you're drinking been a major contribution towards your success? I'd like to clear this up and believe. Big shout out to Joe and the Juice. We're actually looking to get hold of you to become a partner in the offices and serve Joe and the Juice in the office. This is ginger, apple, and strawberry. Uh, so, Joe and the Juice, if you are listening, is a call. Very, very good. Flipping properties, best area and why? I think anyone that's buying real estate should never have the mindset of flipping. There will be opportunities to flip and there is right now lots of opportunities in yeah. it. when you enter a deal or buy something always take a long term view can you fulfill a payment plan can you fulfill, fulfill the transaction that's what you should be doing in terms of looking at a long term view but ultimately there are opportunities to make money on flipping now today There's, I mean one of the best opportunities at the moment for me is Jamira Islands Jamira Islands has a village you can buy for 10 and 11 million if you completely gut them apart and you renovate them again they, they can turn into 20 million dirham villas. And there's not, the thing is with renovation over here, and it is being the a couple of friends that do it, basically, you don't pay any capital gains. So it is a business for the business. For me, you know, what, if I don't want to know my investment techniques, I don't actually flip. I buy and keep. And I've always done the only time I'll ever sell is not buying something bigger. I need to release the cash flow to do it. But I'm a big believer in the long term. You with, I mean, I, if you flip a property, and you make £10,000, it's not going to change your life. But if you do that for 10 years, and that goes to value, and you get the rent off it, it compounds. I think it's just too risky going into the mindset flipping. Ivana sent Brewery, he sent quite a lot of questions. I'm going to pick one of them out, Ivana, and I'm not answer all of them. How do you know you're investing in quality real estate when you're buying off-plan? I think it all starts with the developer. So you choose, it, you ensure you pick a developer that's got a track record, delivers on time, known for quality, and known for upkeep of community. 
um, and then work your way back in regards to what's the project like. So it's only differentiators in the development. What else does it do? For example, you know, that upper house project a few months back in GLT, you see that's aimed at creators at the podcast studio there. You can see you've got an electric car charging there. So they're differentiating themselves by the project. And you look at the Royal Atlantis, I mean, that's, that you can't compare it to anything. So I think developer, uniqueness of project, and then obviously for me, paying and flying, how does that all work out? I just think quality is that my number one thing. It's a cornerstone for any type of buy, whether it's a car, a house, um, an investment. It doesn't matter what it is. I look at who's building it, what it has, what it represents, and who's going to be living there. I think too many people try and pick the cheapest option. Even when they're buying a house, the mad thing is with people is they go, oh, I'm not going to buy that one because it's 100,000 euros cheaper. And I'm like, do you like it as much? No. And I say to these people, I'm like, imagine sitting on the sofa going, oh, yeah. I've won up, I've got a right good deal on this. I know it's got a shit view now, but like it doesn't make sense. Like you have to buy what you believe in, and quality products will always trump everything else. I agree. Seeing billboards with one percent down on Shakeside Road, is it deja vu of two thousand and eight? Uh difference between two thousand and eight is more people have more liquidity, so more people having to put more money into a project. Um these developments have got one percent down. They're probably a smaller developers. They're probably having to be attractive on pricing to compete with the bigger ones. I don't have concerns about this 2008 being repeated uh, because I think there's a lot more things in place now than there was then in terms of regulation, in terms of liquidity. Um, and ultimately, the amount of people coming into country, that doesn't concern me. I think just, again, anyone who's got a deja vu situation of 2000, absolutely categorically not. Um I remember when I was 20 years old, I was buying floors for 24 million dirhams and putting 2% down and hoping to flip them. I developers would do 90% of completion. Today's market, look at the new launches, developers are collecting 70, 80%. And also the difference here, people that bought properties three or four years ago, how much liquidity have they got in now? There is so much um, asset value within their cap properties that they've bought over the last few years. Dubai specifically is just in such a healthy place. Okay, so Daria Vakaria has said, I want to start my career as a real estate agent. I'm a fresher. Do you guys hire freshers and trainers? Oh, it's a fresher. Yes or nin? No, does the fresher mean in America? Like, can someone write this in the in the chat if they know what they're showing our age? Yet, like, I'm sure in like in America, it means I've just finished university. Is that what it is? Yeah. So aliens, give it, if anyone that's in uni, give me a shout out on the, here. I will say to you, freshers, we, that is our specialty. Taking someone from the very start, no experience, nurturing them and getting them up to year one where they've established a good foot in your real estate and ready to kick on. That is our specialty. So if you're looking to get into real estate, honestly, there's no better place. Come and see us and uh, everything to be processed. And then this, I mean, look, anyone that's even thinking about real estate, I mean, one of the like, Lad, I was in here, uh, Ewan Craigie, he worked for us for about five years. He's gone on to be one of the most successful property entrepreneurs um, in uh, his left our business and he's having a great time watching his investments going on. Our job here is to get you up and running and all we need from you, in which you had brought when he came here, give us the work great, give us commitment to succeed and you know, we're happy to be a stepping stone for someone's future in the business, aren't we? I'm just drawn to the Coventry City question. Coventry City, be where they belong next season. I'm going to put it out there. We're going off. If we get through the playoffs, I'm feeling I, on a one-off on one-off game, no one will beat us, are they? No one. 
Why? Why Luton? Luton worry that they're the only team worry. But I think honestly, believe if we get into the playoffs, which we should, I'm confident. Uh, yeah, I'm just on you and Craigie. Um, I was to, to say great shout out. Thank you very much. But he supports Norwich, and they didn't make the playoffs, oh. so they're they're not in a good place at the moment. Okay, so we're going to take two more questions um, about real estate and investing. If you've got any more they want to throw out. Someone's asked about the Wrexham effect. Will we see Allsop returning to Sky Blues? We were five years as sponsors. Proud to say we were check it there for the Checker Trade, League 2 playoff, and then check there. I think we were at League 1 winners. So five years, we've had our time. There's a great new owners in, and um, we've had our time. So yeah, we won't be going back. Okay, so the last question I've got here is, do you see the market continuing to go up Compared to the rest of the world, which seems to be struggling, I'll answer that for you. For you, thank you, Steve. Thank you for letting me answer this. Um, Dubai is in a wildly, wildly unique place, and the reason it's in a unique place, and if you go back to lockdown, if you remember living in the UK or being in the UK, and, and when the rest of us shut down, they were saying, "Come visit Dubai, don't remember it." Mm-hmm. And then obviously, everyone started to drive to Dubai, and then it kicked off. And what you found from then until today, Dubai done everything in their power to capitalize when the rest of the world has problems. So they create retirement visas. Um, they've got um, uh, investor visas. They have ability to technology with that called work here. Um, they create hundreds of business ownership. is completely and all these things that go on and on about. And with the rest of the world currently, whether it's Russia and Ukraine, whether it's the U- UK currently with the situation they're in, the safety uh, the US, what's going on there at the moment. Everywhere in the world, there is something going on. And Dubai, with its tax-free, is the safest place in the world to live. It's been voted um, holiday uh, destination of the year to go to. All this capitulates that people are coming here to stay and live now, not just for holiday. And I think the biggest problem Dubai faces is undersupply. There's too many people coming here, and we can't build houses quick enough to put a pressure on rentals and say it's undersupply it's adapting the road networks it's trying to adapt to the big surge of people it's people i'm speaking to back in the uk that i never thought in a million years they'll move their family and move to this country but they're seeing not just like the money in their lifestyle it's like how safe this place is being in a warm climate all year round these things really matter to people and um, look looking at previous property reports so far this year we are probably on track for eight nine ten percent growth as a whole that is really healthy yeah I agree. Unsustainable. Well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Uh, you will see on our next one, hopefully, contribute in the Premier League. Based but the Sky News, come on. Shout out. And the property market, which we've teased it all. Contact Crystal Ball. Yes, Cheers, guys. Thank you.